The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and Southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Sponsored by Baker Hughes, a GE company inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm so happy that you are choosing Permian Perspective to spend a little time with today. We appreciate you. And we are so excited to welcome our guest. We're sitting here in Midland, Texas with Tegatha Hughes, the General Manager for 3S Services. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I can't wait to hear your story and just <laughs> chat. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> well, I'm good at chatting, so. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started, Teg, I wanted to thank everyone who has shared our podcast with their friends and their colleagues, and I really appreciate all of you who have left reviews. If you would like to help our podcast out and take a few minutes, you can leave a review on iTunes. It's super easy. Just click that little five-star button, and I cannot thank you enough for doing this. We are so appreciative appreciative of the reviews we've received so far and for Apple choosing Permian Perspective to be on their new and noteworthy list. I really screamed when I saw it. I was like, ah, that's so exciting. So we are once again excited for Teg to be joining us here today. Teg, how did you get started in the oil and gas business? (laughs) Oh gosh, that's a long story. Um, We got plenty of time. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually working in the Convention and Visitors Bureau in Uvalde, Texas, and had gotten an opportunity with 3S Services and really saw a bright future there. This was back in 2008, so a lot of companies were closing their doors and closing up shop. But our president saw really an opportunity for a service company that was, that was safety-centered and had a strong culture and building blocks around proactive safety. And so I took the the opportunity down in Carrizo Springs, Texas. And like I said, that was in 2008. And, and that's where you grew up, that area? Yeah, exactly. That's home. Okay, great. Still, <laughs> um, to this day, it's home. And I live in Pleasanton, Texas okay. now, but still South Texas. Okay, great. <laughs> but in the Permian, you know, very often, once a week, once every other week. So definitely my home away from home, the Permian Basin. So 2008, kicked off and it was one of our owners and our president, Brandon Webb, myself, a backhoe operator and a three-man crew. And we went to work. <laughs> Pretty small organization at the yeah, time, right? Yes. Very small organization. And I really, I was really blessed with the opportunity that because we were so small and I was able to work many different avenues and, and aspects in, in our business. So, you know, I might be doing invoices in the morning and hauling equipment to the job sites in the afternoon. And so getting some field time, office time. And so had the opportunity to get to learn many facets of the business and opportunities and build relationships with employees and with customers. And here we are almost 2,000 employees later. Wow. <laughs> How do you go from, what was it, five? initially, the five of you, to now 2,000. Tell us, how'd you get there? (laughs) Well, it's a process. (laughs) And I always, whenever we talk about growth at 3S, we talk about good growth because, you know, anybody can slap some some people together and go out and say yes to a customer and, and get some work done. But we really choose to approach it differently and make sure that 
we have good folks in place that understand our core values, who understand our priorities, and just we really branched out into different divisions. So we essentially started in the maintenance and roustabout world and then grew into pipeline and facility construction. We have an engineering and design group, an electrical division, a dirt work group, and then an O&M, you know, lease operators, mechanics. So we've been able to really grow well in different areas and meet customers' needs while able to really keep our arms around it put key folks in place so that we can really uphold the integrity that we set out to do whenever we started 3S. Fantastic. And you grew it one department at a time. You just kind of, okay, now we're going to do yeah. move into this area mm-hmm. or this arena, yeah. now pipeline. And, and strategically putting what we call subject matter experts in place that, you know, had support from, from management and then, you know, people in, in place underneath them that, you know, they worked well with and continue our, our good growth. Right. How did you know it was time to take that next step and go? Because I think a lot of business owners, they they have this dream, this vision, but you have to start with one employee, two, three, four, five. How did you know when it was time to take that next step? So our president, he stays very, very involved in everything and, you know, builds relationships, like I said, not just at customer levels, but at employee levels and supervisor levels and manager levels. So really, it's always been a joint effort from the team talking about what the opportunity is. Is it a good fit for us? Will we be able to maintain our integrity and still hold true to our core values and make sure we're taking care of our folks the way we should take care of them. And just make sure it was it was a good fit for us. So that's that's really kind of everything lines up and then you right. go, okay. okay. <laughs> you know, and we, we always say, you know, from the beginning, we've been very fortunate to have a really proactive and robust management, HSE management system in place. And so if something wasn't a good fit for us, it didn't work. And we were fine with that because we weren't willing to compromise. Right. That's good That because I think that's key to notice when something isn't working just as much as to notice when something exactly. is working. Exactly. And believe me, we've <laughs> we've had roadblocks and, and failures and gone back to the drawing board many times along the way. And so it's really about just keeping that mentality that, you know, as long as you're willing to, to change and know when you can be better at something, accepting that and we really try to make sure all of the employees understand that or bought into it as well, because like I always say, they're the experts at what they do. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the great support system and team and group of folks that we have executing the work every day. So it's about keeping an open ear to them. I always say we ask a lot of our folks, but they have every right to ask the same of us. We have to hold up expectations to one another. So just that constant communication and building one another up and holding true to what we say it just really, we teach a safety leadership seminar and the whole core to the the entire seminar is care. And, you know, people work hard for folks that they know care about them. And so, so I always say, think back to someone you've worked for in the past. You know, you worked really hard for, for that person that you knew really cared about you. And that's, that's just kind of we always feel like if, if folks know we care about them, we hold up our end of the deal, everything else kind of takes care of itself. And in turn, you know, our customers are taken care of, you know, and everything just falls into place. 
I love that care. I'm going to remember that. I love that. <laughs> Do you have an example of something that maybe that you learned from it as a company? Because you are the general manager. How amazing <laughs> is that? I want to talk about that journey to the general manager in just a second. But do you have one example that maybe stands out that that you really learned from maybe in the early growing process of your company that made you you know switch gears a little bit? Or as a, one of our friends, Aaron Mark has said before, he said, you have to know when to pivot. Do you have an example of that where you said, okay, time to switch gears a little. Yeah. So I think that came probably a few years ago. And I think part of it is is age. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do we learn a lot with experience. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and really just that care and really having a better understanding of folks and how folks respond to things. And it was a pivotal moment with me probably in leadership. And really thinking about how you are approaching folks that you want to be bought into what you're doing. Are they leading you? Are they following you out of fear? Are they following you out of respect? And because you're leading by example and sending, you know, good Mm -hmm. vibes and because they want to follow you. Or because it's a job and they have to. Right. Exactly. And so that's just something I think over time, you know, I've learned. <laughs> I, I Like I said, I think a lot of that has come with age and maturity and just handling things differently. And, you know. <laughs> right, right. Boy, that, that experience, there's nothing like it. it, it well, I, what I would call experience is age, too. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's, that's probably a better way to say that. <laughs> Let's talk about becoming the general manager because you are in charge of 2000 employees. I mean that is that is a lot to a lot to handle and there's a road to get there I'm sure. It's not like you just jumped in and were like I'm general manager. So how did that process happen for you and what advice would you give to someone that that is their goal? So like I said, you know, in the beginning I was very blessed to learn different functions of the company and you know essentially went from working in the office and billing and time and invoicing and you know all of that the day-to-day operations of that. And then worked into, there became a a point in time where we did need a dedicated HSE person. And even with almost 2,000 employees that we have now, we still have a management-driven HSE system. So our HSE staff is is always very minimal. But I was very involved in the beginning and had a great mentor who came to us from the beginning and basically took me under his wing in regards to HSE and management systems and expectations and talking with folks and just growing a culture. And his name was Al Martin. And so I was very blessed to work with him for many years. And then that position eventually evolved into, as you are in positions like that, you you start building relationships with customers and being involved just in more things. And so then Brandon, our president, approached me about the general manager position. And that's kind of how that happened. I still do stay very closely involved with the HSE aspect of things and customer relationships and just really kind of helping out wherever I can. I feel I always say sometimes I'm I'm the go-to just because I've been here so long and know about so many different things, but I love it. I wouldn't change it or have it any other way. It keeps me on my toes. That's awesome. <laughs> well, because you know how to get it done because you you know the answers because you've, it, well, and, once again, experienced. <laughs> yeah. And to your other point, you know, advice for someone, mm-hmm. I think just jumping in and learning as much about 
a process or the work or a company from multiple different avenues and aspects is the best thing that anybody really can do because it just gives you a better understanding of why things happen the way they do. You know, it's easy to say, hey, go do this. Right. But if someone understands the why behind it, it changes everything. Right. That why is so important. Let's talk about the next 12 months. What? How is 3S preparing for, say, the next 12 months of activity? So right now we're just spending some time kind of going back to basics. We've put all the employees through a boot camp recently to just get refocused on some of our basic things that, you know, keep us working safe and lay out our expectations. And we have some really great internal processes and systems in place and programs in place around financials and HR and our HSE items. So it's just about getting back to basics, making sure that we have a workforce that understands everything. We're identifying folks that we do want to put into a mentor program so that when we you know, are ready to kick back off or have an uptick, we have folks in place that we have mentored into a leadership role. So it's really just taking some time to, to make sure we're, we're doing what we, we say we're going to do. That's one of the things that I always feel like sets us apart from a lot of other great companies out there as well. It's just a lot of our different programs in place and the, some of the additional time that we spend with our folks mentoring mm-hmm. and, and just getting, getting them bought into our, our program. Right. I can tell team is very important to you. <laughs> we recently had a very tragic event happened in the Permian not that long ago. And you were sharing a story with me before the podcast about how one of your team members jumped right into action when this took place. How how was that response for you as a employee and, and also a leader in your company when you knew what was happening with the mass shooting here in West Texas? So, you know, the first thing we did, you know, modern technology is is great <laughs> most of the time. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the love-hate relationship. Exactly. But, yes. <laughs> but of course, everyone went to group text messages, checking in on folks. I think I had five or six different group messages going on. Different, our business unit directors and managers of all the different areas were reaching out to, you know, employees, making sure everybody was accounted for making sure there wasn't something that somebody needed. You're right. We have a sheriff's deputy that is one of our business unit directors, and he heard the the news and rushed in and helped some of the deputies here in town over at the mall. And we were just talking, you know, how selfless our first responders really, really are. And I think that's one of the, the great things, not just about our nation, but about Texas and about especially the folks in the Permian Basin is everyone's so resilient. I mean, I drove in yesterday and, you know, while there's so many good efforts going on to help the families of victims and the ones that lost loved ones, the area is still resilient and people are back at it and not letting this get them down, but yet have bonded together to do what everybody can to take care of one another. And I think that just speaks volumes to the people in the Permian Basin. Absolutely. We are West Texas strong. And I love how your team did jump into action and and not only checking in on each other to make sure and and hopefully no one was personally affected, although we all are personally affected by this, this tragedy. You are there for them ready, you know, ready to go and help if someone was in immediate need. 
Exactly. And, you know, I think that's something that we've always tried to do at 3S is give back and help. And that's something, I mean, you and I have had conversations about that and we've been very blessed. And, you know, a lot of us and the the owners of 3S all grew up in, in small town and and a couple of them in Carrizo Springs, you know, where, where I grew up and know the value of small community and the community backing. And so we always try to go above and beyond and do everything we can and feel very fortunate, blessed to do what we can to help any anytime and anywhere we can. <laughs> right, right. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about your journey and what has worked for you as a business tool, because this is something I always like to ask the leaders of our of our oil and gas community, because I like to know what they do on a daily basis or what they what they feed their brains with. And and so let's start with a business tool. Do you have one that really has worked for you over, over the years? Something I, I think I probably struggle with is just time management and organization. So <laughs> same. <laughs> and you know, I envy folks who can sit down at their computer or their phone and have a calendar ready to go and have everything organized. I'm a note taker. Mm-hmm. I, I probably have three different notepads going at any given time, and I I'm a note taker. So. I have to write everything down, make a to-do list, mm-hmm. and then I work off of a to-do list, prioritize to-do list. So that's that's what works for me. <laughs> me too. I love that. I, I, I've got about three lists going myself right over here in my bag. No, but that's the, it's, it's something, you know, when you think of a business tool, that you have to find what works for you. And I love that that is what works for you because now with today's technology, you, you think, okay, do I have to go to all computer? No, sometimes it's just a pad of paper and a pen. And that is what keeps you on track for what you need to do for the day. Exactly. Yay. I'm so, <laughs> I'm, fellow I'm, fellow uh, to-do list maker. I'm really I love pretty it. simple. <laughs> <laughs> How about books? Do you have a favorite book that you, you know, have read over the years that has helped you? You know, right now, I read a lot of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> because you're a mom. I have, I, <laughs> let's talk about your little one real quick. I have a two-year-old. So, <laughs> so Dr. Cute. Seuss is a big deal to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's definitely how, how we spend our before bedtime. Right. Um, you know, lots of, he just turned two, so. Does he have a favorite? <laughs> um, he, you know what? Anything mama's reading is Aww, fine, so. <laughs> that's so sweet. Well, I always also like to ask about podcasts because, well, we are a podcast, so do you have a podcast that you listen to? Because I know you travel a lot. I do travel a lot. So I have a, a serious one and a, and a I need to just kind of unplug one. Right. So serious one, I would probably, my go-to is probably Craig Groeschel. Okay. I haven't heard. Just some good kind of Christian-based leadership, real-life scenario kind of stuff, easy to relate to. And then Unsolved Murder Mysteries. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I know. Sometimes you do. You need to unplug and and just listen to something that you don't really have to think too much about. And you can just be like, okay, what's happening next? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, just lots of windshield time because I do, you know, commute back and forth from South Texas to the Permian quite a bit. So I'm kind of my music selection, same. I'm all over the place. You can't can't pick a favorite uh, musician. (laughs) Is it 80s? Is it? rock? Is it country? What is it? Exactly. All of the above. <laughs> exactly. So, Teg, what are you looking forward to next? Oh, goodness. I usually just take the day-by-day approach. 
<laughs> work that to-do list, you know. The, I know. I understand. I understand. Um, we actually have, have a fundraiser coming up that I, I'm excited about. It's our 10th annual. And so we raise money every year for Sky High, which, you know, benefits uh, children's cancer, pediatric cancer. This year, we're raising money for families of fallen police officers. We also support 311 Ministries here in the Permian Basin. And then just some, some other children's organizations that, you know, tug at heartstrings. And yes. so, <laughs> so I, I don't, I have a hard time saying no. I, I, and I, I, <laughs> and can, I don't, I don't want to. I so. know, you don't have to. There's so many ways to help here in West Texas. And really, th- that's yeah. the beautiful thing about our area is the giving hearts of everyone. In the area, the nation, the state. But I tell you, it's different with the oil field and the energy industry. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever encountered just a more giving or gracious group of of folks. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Oh, gosh. I heard this one many years ago, and I always think about it. We are where we are because of choices we've made or allowed others to make for us. And like that. Whether the choices are good or bad, because, you know, just because we think something may be a bad choice at the time doesn't mean that it's not shaping us in the right way, helping us get through whatever season we're in, putting us where we didn't know we were supposed to be. Right. But it was a choice. And so I always think about about that and, you know, then consequences of your, your actions and your choices. So just kind of choose wisely. <laughs> like that. Choose wisely. That is fantastic. <laughs> Teg, you are in this position of leadership as a woman. And I know if we look back 30 years ago, we didn't see as many general managers of an oil and gas company. Let's talk a little bit about how important that is for women to go for it, to be in that leadership role and to not be scared to take that next step in their career. For sure. I think it actually goes back to to what I was saying earlier and just kind of diving in and learning all multiple aspects and really finding your niche, finding what you're good at, what speaks to you, what are you passionate about? That's why I mentioned earlier, I still stay very involved with the HSC side of things because I am very passionate about it. I believe in our culture. I believe in our systems. And I always tell, tell the, the guys and the employees whenever I'm talking, I said, I know y'all, I, y'all think I'm a crazy lady because I'm up here, but I care and I'm passionate and I, and I want y'all to understand that and know that and know that I'm here to help however I can. So I think that's just a, I think man or woman, I I don't think it matters. I think it's just about the person, the drive you have, what fires you up, what excites you and, you know, what you want to be proud of whenever you lay your head down at night, what can you feel accomplished about? I love that about you because you can tell your passion is there, no matter if you're talking about HSC or if you're talking about a fundraiser you've got coming <laughs> up or you're talking about your sweet boy, there, you can see that passion. And I think that's important to carry over into business. I think sometimes you think, okay, I've got to separate business and personal, but really it's the, the beauty of the combined and that can really make a company successful. What are your core values at 3S and why is that so important to you? So, you know, the 3S is we always, we always make sure everyone understands they stand for safety, service, and satisfaction. And like I said, being founded very early on with a, a very proactive HSE culture and embedded, you know, procedures and processes for everything that were very much built from the field level. And 
I spent many hours in the field walking hand by hand with the guys who were executing the work so that we always had real life information for everybody. And just staying true to that is is very important to us. And, you know, I, I know I've said care a million times, <laughs> um, but just the relationships that we hold with, with our employees, with our customers, that's always and always will be super, you know, important to us. And again, I think something that, that sets us apart from a, a lot of people that do exactly, exactly what we do. I'm struggling because I was listening to Mr. Mark Marquez and with Wildcat Oil Tool yes. and and his podcast, and I'm like, how can I top that? He's hitting every, the, the nail on the head every time, and <laughs> <laughs> you are too, you are too, and that's why I tell everyone has a great story, and I think it's fantastic to hear everyone's version of how they got here to West Texas and and the Permian and what what makes them tick and their business succeed, and and that's why I love you you know sharing this i didn't even know what the 3 s's were now i do <laughs> and and then care i think it's awesome to be able to share that with our listeners because that's that's how relationships are born when you find the common ground and you're like that's important to them well, that's important to us yeah and, and and that's why i was saying you know so much of what he was saying really spoke to me as well and i find that very often out and i serve on you know different committees and in leadership um, activities throughout the Permian. And at the end of the day, we're all working side by side. We may have different decals on the doors and different patches on our uniforms, but at the end of the day, we're all working side by side and need to take care of one another. And if something's working well for us, we want to share that victory with others. So if it will help keep someone safe, help someone be more productive or whatever the case is, we want to share that across the board. Because, you know, it it's a big world, but it's a very small oil patch. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Is there anything, Tag, that you wanted to add? Coming into this interview, you thought, oh, I really hope I, that this comes out when Chris asked me this question or that. And maybe I haven't asked you that yet or covered that. <laughs> Gosh, I'm, I'm a chatterbox, so I, I feel like I've, I've covered everything. But, we you know, we spoke briefly about, you know, the Permian Basin and the people out here and, you know, we started out in the Permian July of 2008, again, with a very small crew. And I just want to speak to how much the people and our workforce out here has meant to us and really set us up for success with all of the growth. You know, like I said, we, we can't do this without the experts in the field and turning wrenches and doing everything that they do every day. And it's it's really been a blessing to us to have some of the supervisors and management team and even office personnel and everyone in place that really contributes to this daily success that we continue to have. We always say, you know, win the day, win the day. If we we have good days and we win the day, that just adds up over time until before you know it, you've won the week, you've won the month, and we've won the won the year. I love that. So <laughs> win the day. <laughs> can be my new motto. <laughs> so, you know, we win the days, but it's only because of the great support system and folks that we have in place every day that that really makes us makes us what we are. 
Fantastic. How do we find you on social media? Because I know someone's going to want to reach out to you and talk to you more after <laughs> exactly, this. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And employment opportunities. Yes, um, yes. So our website address is 3sservices.com. And we are on Facebook as well. So both of those monitored very closely. So anybody can reach out there. Here in, in the Midland area, our office is on Elkins Road. Big sign. Can't miss it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so any, any of those three avenues. Fantastic. And then, of course, you're on LinkedIn, too. It's such a great way for the oil and gas community to connect and see what everyone is doing and how they can come together. Exactly. Thank you so much, Teg. You were so awesome. (laughs) Teg at the Hughes with 3S Services. I appreciate you sharing this time with us and sharing your story because I think it's so important to hear everyone's oil and gas story because we can all learn from each other. Just as we all work together, we can all learn from each other. And I am learning to win the day. Thank you, Kristen. Thank And thank you, Anal, for everything that y'all do for the Permian. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We're going to talk about today's community MVP now. Today's community MVP is the City of Andrews First Responders. The police and fire department are gearing up for their annual Guns and Hoses charity softball game. I love the name of that. Isn't that great? Guns and Hoses. Sounds fun. I know. It does sound like fun. It's going to take place on October 19th. It will be held at the men's softball field. They are accepting donations that go to shop with a cop or shop with a fireman that they do around Christmas time to help the community. If you would like to make a donation, you can contact the Andrews Police Department. And once again, thank you to all of our amazing first responders. You are this week's community MVP. A special thanks to Baker Hughes, a GE company, inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Well, we appreciate all of you spending this time with us. This concludes our episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. Just remember my mottos, dream big and believe in yourself. And I'm adding in there, win the day and you make it a great day. Hey guys, this is Alex, and here are the events on deck for September 2019. We are bringing Oil & Gas Tech Podcast to the Internet of Things Conference in Houston, Texas on September 16th through 17th. Joining us will be CEO Marty Sprintson of Vantique. You can register online at iotandoilandgas.com. The Midstream Networking Golf Tournament will be held on September 6, 2019 in Cypress, Texas, and the dress, of course, is golf attire. The NOV Sporting Clays Tournament will be on September 20th, 2019 in Katy, Texas. Dress is casual. The Blockchain and Oil and Gas Conference is in Houston, Texas on September 18th through 19th, and the dress is business casual. That's all for September. Hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.